What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Consumer Ammunition Tactics Podcast, or CAT, where we provide you with consumer education to leverage your power as a consumer within this United States corporation. My name is Michael Benjamin. I'm the CEO of Consumer Ammunition Tactics, or CAT, where we leverage your credit, no debit. Welcome to the episode. Listen, before we get into the episode, this episode is sponsored by my free cat credit checklist. I know y'all love free. Free cat credit checklist. You can get it via the link in my bio at the Cat Credit University. It's basically a free checklist to help you with your journey of building, removing, and leveraging your credit. Even if you have someone that's doing your credit for you, it's good to know the process because of the fact that it's a lot of people out here finessing. So you're going to want to go ahead and grab that free cat credit checklist at the cat credit university. And if you like it, you can go ahead and get the official version for a little bit of a price. Enjoy the episode. When y'all listening to the episode, just be aware that there's going to be some lapses in audio. It might have been like an Internet issue or something. But basically, I posted a poll online. And I was asking if y'all still wanted the episode, depending on when you're listening to this. Maybe you don't know what I'm talking about. But I just posted a poll online asking if y'all still wanted the episode or not. Y'all still said y'all wanted the episode. So I'm going to still give it to y'all. It is a good message. So yeah, I'm going to give y'all the episode. Enjoy the episode. What's up, y'all? Welcome to a new episode of the Cat Podcast, Consumer Ammunition Tactics. Today's a very, very special episode. I got my homie, the money plug, Marquia Brown. So, Marquia, she's a Baltimore native and retired Army veteran. She is a board-certified credit repair specialist. She's certified. As a credit literacy coach, Marquia uses her social media platforms to educate and motivate people to not only fix their credit, but to build their credit and take the knowledge and spread it in their communities. She's also one of the latest creators to officially be added to the Black TikTok community teaching credit literacy. Y'all give her a round of applause for that. She also uses her experience as a homeschooling mom of five to provide free virtual workshops to underserved communities and the children in them to combat generational poverty. Welcome to the podcast, Marquia. How you doing? I'm doing good. I swear you make me sound like so much more than what it feels like. I'm nah, doing. nah, nah. We're not doing that. <laughs> we're not doing that. You, you are, man. You are, man. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for... um you know, just giving us a little bit of your time because I know that you're busy killing it on TikTok. Um, sure, you got five kids, you know, you got a lot going on. So definitely appreciate you I'm being sure, on the podcast. Sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely, I'm definitely. Sure. How, how you doing? How... Back from the beginning, man, of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how's your week? Any small, big wins? Let's talk. Man. This week has been surreal. Um, when I first started on TikTok, I had no clue people were gonna be paying attention to me uh, at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um, but like I had the one, I had one viral video, and then another, and then another, and then another, and then like now to have I sat down this week with TikTok, like the actual company, and mm-hmm. it was me and some other creators, and they officially welcomed us into the Black TikTok program. 
Um, and we got to speak to some amazing people. I got to meet some of my favorite creators. Oh, like wow. that, that was definitely an inspiring event. Like um, we've been talking about different brand deals, um, how like how to get people to sponsor some of the events I plan on doing. So this was a very informative week. Um, and I just feel so blessed. Like I'm just so so excited to for everything that's gonna be coming next year. Definitely, definitely, man. I just want to, you know, publicly say congratulations because that's super, super amazing. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, you're really, you're really doing your thing. So that's that's kind of why I wanted you to be here on the podcast. I mean, we met from Clubhouse for people that may not know when Clubhouse was, I guess, popping. Are you still on Clubhouse? Yeah, yeah, this was back when it was lit. Yeah, you know what? So fun fact, um, you know, when I first got on Clubhouse, I was in Germany. Um, so yeah. when I got back to America, uh, Clubhouse wouldn't let me switch my profile over to with to my new number. So I actually have a new profile, but I just started getting you know back active on Clubhouse because I was live. Asked me like, like I've been looking for you on Clubhouse. Like you have room anymore? I was like, damn, I, <laughs> that's how you know you were OG damn. fan. Like yeah, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm gonna have to bring it back one time. One time. That's crazy. The consistency. This is why we got Marquia on the podcast so can you tell us a little bit about Marquia who's Marquia Brown you know where'd you grow up we know you're from uh, you from Baltimore but can you give us a little bit of a story about you um yeah uh I, like you said I grew up in Baltimore um I joined the army fresh out of high school I was 17 <laughs> like I literally turned 17 in March graduated in May left for the army in July so like wow. you know that was all I knew for a really long time um I did a little bit of everything um, I did military intelligence for a little while, um, and then I did psychological operations for a little bit, and I was just like, it's taking up too much of my time. I started having kids. I wanted to be a family person, so I became a truck driver. Um, I was medically retired in 2019, um, moved to Germany that same year, and then I also had my son. And, um, you know, during my service, and it's, it's crazy because we always joke about how poor we are. Um, everybody who in the military, I know everybody else be thinking like, y'all got money. We really don't. <laughs> like, we really don't. And so it's a, like a running joke that when you get out of the army, you leave out the army with two or three things. You either divorce, you, you got bad credit, or you get a DD-214. And everybody gets a DD-214. So you're, you mm. know, so bad credit kind of runs rampant in the army because we know that our check comes on the 1st and the 15th every month. So it's like we, people just... The, the chargers, the challengers, the, the motorcycles and things like that because of that steady employment. And we, so while I was still in, I was giving people tips and stuff because I had bad credit and kind of worked my way out myself. But when I retired, I start, I found myself doing it more and more. And then somebody was like, yo, why don't you actually do this? Like for real, it's people on Instagram who like literally do this for a living. Mm. So then I locked in, I, I started taking classes. Um, like, like I've never in my life, like, sat and read the transcripts of trials. <laughs> mm -hmm. But, like, I find myself scrolling through Pacer even, just looking at different cases. Like, I was obsessed with it. And that's how the Money Plug was born. Um, one, My husband was like, yo, I'm tired of you talking about it. You're going to do it or you ain't. And so I just made <laughs> one post on Instagram and one post on TikTok. And it just, it's just been up from there. That's dope, man. That's dope. And yeah, you have how many followers do you have on TikTok right now? It's like 140. 
140,000. I have 140,000. I'm so close to that 150. I'm so close. Oh, man. It's around the corner. It's around the corner. By the time that some people listen to um, the podcast right now, you're going to be at 200. You're going to be at 300. You know what I'm saying? So, listen, yeah, from dope. your mouth to somebody's ears because it's coming. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, I know that you're certified. So, yes. I wanted you to talk a little bit about that because there's so many people that teach credit that do credit repair and aren't certified so i wanted to know like do you view them differently because me personally i'm not certified i just i just be putting out the game because i want you know my people to succeed but how do you feel about people that aren't certified and how do you do you feel a way i don't i don't look down at them or anything like that board certification certification at, at, at all is not required why would you do something that's not required and some people don't even know that there's a certification for me i took the certification and i always talk about how i'm certified because i'm so proud of it um mm. you know I didn't even take, so the place that I took my exam, they do offer trainings or, you know, like they offer like the bare minimum about whatever it is you're testing. So I'm FCRA, FDCPA, and credit score consulting certified. Um, and that didn't teach me how to be a credit repair specialist. It just, it's a demonstration of the knowledge that I have. You know, anybody who follows me know I'm spitting out laws like it's nothing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I can break it down so that most people can understand it. And that's what that exam was. It was me proving to myself that I have what it takes. I understand the concepts behind the credit repair. And so mm-hmm. now I'm ready to fix somebody's credit. That was just like something that a, a bar that I set for myself. And then mm-hmm. once I achieved it, you goddamn right, I'm going to say it. I say it on every post. I say yes. it in videos. Like, I'm proud of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think it makes me better than anybody. But to me, it gives me the validation that I need to know that I'm doing this because I know what I'm doing and not just because I'm trying to make a couple of dollars. Mm, got you. That's dope. So I actually, on a podcast, I talk about the laws. But just in case if somebody new is tapping in that hasn't, followed my previous episodes you mentioned the fcra and fdcpa can you say what those stand for yeah so in the u.s code there's a set of laws they're called the consumer protection laws and what they do is Mm -hmm. they protect consumers people who buy things people who have credit transactions right um they protect you from certain things because you know and it's one of those oh my god i cannot believe it but you know creditors are shady and so these laws protect you from them but the problem mm-hmm. is most consumers don't know don't um or just don't even know they exist and so the fair credit reporting act um it's not that thick it's um a couple different subsections i usually read from like 1679 on up um mm-hmm. but it has a lot of really good information. So inside of the FCRA or the Fair Credit Reporting Act, there's the Credit Repair Organizations Act, which is the uh, set of laws that dictate how credit repair organizations can operate. Um, There is the FDCPA, which is the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act, which outlines um, the protections that we have from abusive debt collection practices. So like it's illegal for them to call you after a certain time or before a certain time. It's illegal for them to harass you, you know, stuff like that. Fair and Accurate Credit Transactions Act. There, that's given us a lot of the um, identity theft protections that most banks and credit cards offer. Um, that's also how we got, you know, I was like, oh, per the FCRA, I get a copy of my credit report every year. Well, that came from FACTA or the Fair and Accurate Credit Transactions Act. There's the Fair and Accurate, um, what is it, the FCBA, the Fair Credit Billing Act. There's like, it's so much information in there for you guys to know. 
Um, I always tell people you, you need to get a copy of it. If you plan on applying for credit, building credit, fixing credit, anything having to do with credit, you can copy it for free it's a big per it's a little purple book you can get little booklets you can get multiple um you can go to ftc.gov and -hmm. they have a lot of resources for people um but that is probably the most valuable thing in my art is my i call it my credit bible Mm. okay amazing amazing i appreciate that so i mean i'm sure you know um that the truth and lending act defines credit i guess before Mm -hmm. everything you knew now what did credit mean to you it didn't mean nothing um mm. and, and it's like a lot of people we don't understand credit until you denied for something i just mm. knew that my name was good no matter where i went when i would go somewhere and put my name down i could get whatever it was i asked for and it wasn't until i went somewhere one day and they told me no that i was like holy hell like what do you mean no <laughs> and that's when that's when i was like oh shit okay i really need to figure out what this is and what this means yeah Okay, what 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 does it mean to you now? I mean, you have had so much information, you know, all the TikTok posts. Um, I'm I'm assuming, you know, with your Facebook group and everything, you know, what does credit mean to you now? With all everything you know now, it's everything. Um, and it's crazy because you know, even now, I'm still, you know, finding myself deep diving on the internet into the the things that credit affects. It affects if, if you whether or not mm-hmm. you get a job, where you live. If you even go to school, whether or not you get a vehicle, um, like it just controls so much of my life. Um, but I manage it in a way that it doesn't feel overwhelming mm. or like it doesn't feel like it's consuming me. Okay. 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 So I know a lot of people get intimidated as far as credit because they're just like, oh, I always hear about credit. I don't know how to start. And that's kind of why I myself, you know, go hard in what I do with putting out information, because I know that within our community, it's something that needs to be talked about more. So what kind of advice would you have for somebody to actually start? I know you mentioned like everyone should have, um, they should get familiar with the laws and get like a free uh, version. But what would you recommend for people which should they just go to annual credit report get their credit reports like what kind of advice would you have for them um that's always the first step um you never know where you really fall on the spectrum until you pull your credit report and then you know whatever you see on there no matter what you see you still need to educate yourself on the basics so you need to you know and i always tell people youtube university is a very useful resource Mm. there's videos on everything you know how how to read my credit report um how what is credit how do i build credit you know those i feel like those questions come naturally after you look at your credit report right because you look at it you'll be like what the hell is this when did i apply yes. for this oh man look at this this is good because it's green and i know green mean good like you know what i'm saying <laughs> so it's like those questions come naturally as you, after you pull your credit and then something else that i just uh was recently discussing on tiktok is that i always tell people um mental health matters when you dealing with your credit Mm. Looking at your credit can put you in a really dark place, depending on what you know what your report says. Um, but you also need to tackle the decisions that kind of led you to that. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. uh, for a lot of people, the decisions they make financially is tied to their childhood traumas. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there are some people who don't trust banks. 
maybe mm-hmm. they grew up really, really poor, so they hide their money in a mattress in their shoe boxes because they got to get to it quick, and they don't trust the bank, so they don't have credit cards, and you know, that's kind of hindering them because if you don't have credit cards, it's gonna be really hard for you to establish a solid credit profile as an adult. Um, mm-hmm. And so I always tell people that yes, pulling your credit is the first step, but you also might want to think about going to therapy. Um, or, you know, just talking to somebody because until you change your mindset, you'll continue to make the same mistakes that you made that got you into having bad credit. Mm. So you're basically saying that credit is not only removing and building, but it's like a holistic journey of you got to figure out your mindset first. Yes. Because if your mindset's messed up, so let's say, you know, if you're one of those people who is an emotional spender, right? If mm-hmm. you are having a bad day, you're going to take your credit card and you're going to go rack up. And you mm-hmm. know you don't have that income to replace that that same exact month. So what's going to happen? Your credit score is going to go down because your utilization is high. And so now mm-hmm. you're scrambling trying to catch up and to hurry up and pay these down. So you're robbing Peter to pay Paul. So now your other bills are late. Stuff starting to report. And like you're in this like sinking hole. So it's like, you know, you have to you have to address your mental state and the behaviors tied to where you stand with your credit. Mm-hmm. That's huge. That's definitely huge. So how do you personally feel when you look at your credit? Like, how do you feel about your credit score? Do you get anxiety? Man, I'm so fucking proud. I'm so great. fucking proud. <laughs> great, great, great. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. What about before you knew what you know now because I, I know you said that you fixed it okay oh yeah well, um, so this is like I got out of army for a little bit I was going through a divorce um I was my mom was going through breast cancer I was transitioning out of the military it was it's a really hard transition mentally and then I couldn't find a place like I could not find a place that was let me because my credit was mm. terrible and so I had a, I will never forget I pulled my credit and I cried I had a 444 Oh man. And I was just like, I don't know how I got here. Like, I was just like, look, if you get me out of this, God, I swear to God, I won't come back to this. Um, and since then it's been a very enlightening journey. But I think the biggest thing for me, like, you know, I was going through therapy at the time. And the biggest thing for me was I had to understand that my bad credit and the decisions that led me there didn't make me a bad person. I'm not a bad mm. person just because I had bad credit. I, you know, life shit happens, you know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. It's all about how, how you come out of that. Teach people this all the time. You don't have to be ashamed of your credit score. Start off on, on a clean page. You know, sometimes it's a little, it's a couple little eraser marks on there. But as long as you still mm-hmm. writing, that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Definitely. You say you started off with a four forty four. Mm-hmm. And I believe got angel, angel numbers. Okay, <laughs> let me tell you, that was a sign. That was a right. sign for me because I believe in angel numbers. That was a fucking yeah. sign. Oh, I'm sorry, crazy. can I cuss on here? Yeah, no, you're you, 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 you cussing earlier. It's all good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <We're adults>. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> you, see, uh, you shouldn't have told me this was a relaxed conversation. No, nah, it's all good, man. You waited till the fifth or sixth one? <laughs> 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 I didn't even realize it. <laughs> no, nah, you're good. So I wanted to um, transition and talk about like your services because you were speaking about the fact that you always teach people as far as a mindset and things of that nature. Do you encourage your clients to go to therapy as well, or? So, um, and and I'm gonna be honest with you, black people real touchy with therapy talk. Um, yeah, so I don't necessarily say it like that. 
But what I do say is, you know, when we have, whenever I have, and this is why another reason why I always suggest that they book the credit audit first. When I talk mm-hmm. to them, I try to get a feel for where their mind is. Um, I'll ask them, you know, looking at your credit score, how does it make you feel? Um, and you know, depending on what they say, I'd be like, you know, have you ever talked to somebody about that? Or you know, I always ask, give me a history, give me your credit history. When did you first start it? What about credit? credit? You know, how did you feel when you? Right, so that let me really know where their mind. Um, I sometimes I recommend books that I feel might help them with that. Um, and sometimes they'll be like, you know, hey, you know, do you think therapy will work for me? And then I'll be like, oh my god, yes, because I did it. You know what I'm saying? So like, I don't mm. push it, but I do mm-hmm. push them to think about their relationship that they have with money and finances mm-hmm. in general. I definitely tell them that they have to address that. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. And you mentioned about therapy in the black community. So is it safe to say that? majority of your clients are within the black community yes okay perfect those of y'all listening definitely tap in with marquia (laughs) so do you do you actually do credit repair or you just educate people to do it themselves can you can you walk us through that yeah so i do both um whenever i talk to people during these credit audits i never want them to feel pressured like they have to hire me um, the information that I give people in this credit audit is, is very valuable. You could take this and go to somebody else. You could take that information and do it yourself. Um, but I always make them understand that it is completely their choice. Um, I do provide full service credit repair for people who just don't have the time. But when we're going through the audit, I talk to you as if you're doing it yourself. Um, mm. Because I want you to internalize it. I want you to, I, before you make the decision to hire someone, I really want people to understand that that's not something that you should take lightly. If you're just being lazy, that, that that's not the solution. You really have to sit and think because this is the most intimate part of yourself financially that you're exposing to someone else. Um, mm-hmm. So I always say that the credit repair specialist that you choose, you should be 1000% comfortable with. At no point in time should you be confused or afraid to bother them or talk to them or anything like that. And so the pressure off for them during appointments. Um, but if at the end, after we have our talk and they just like, you know what, this is a lot. And I understand what you're saying, but this is not something that I can handle. You know, then we'll be like, okay, I'll be like, okay, do you have somebody in mind that you want to hire? Um, would you like somewhere? Um, just in case they have a software that they use. And she'd be like, no, girl, I want to hire you. That's usually how mm. I know. <laughs> so, but I try <laughs> not to pressure them. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I like that. And I know that I think I've seen you do free workshops or are they paid workshops? Can, can we talk about that too for people? Yes. Um, so I do free workshops. I do them every month. I don't think I'll do one for November. Oh, excuse me. Sorry, I had to call. I don't think I'll do one for November, but um, I'll bring it back right before New Year's um, simply because I really feel like this information is going to be useful to those of you who are like, oh, I want to buy a house next year. That's going to be my New Year's Mm -hmm. resolution. Or I want to work on my credit. That's my New Year's resolution. And I do three different workshops. They kind of cater to different audiences. The first one is the um, the Credit ABCs workshop for like my high school and college students. Mm. It's all the same information. It's just packaged a little differently. Um, the second workshop is for my ladies. It's called the Hot Girl Credit Coach Class. And mm-hmm. then my last workshop is for men. That's called Hood Niggas Need Credit Too. Oh, yeah. Um, I think I've seen that one. It caught my attention. <laughs> yeah, the name, right? Um, yeah. It actually started back in December. Um, I spoke to a group of men who had been released from prison within the last like six months. Um, and they were finding it really, really hard to acclimate to society financially because they're not bringing the money they were used to. 
Mm-hmm. Everywhere they go, yeah, they had cash, but they didn't have any credit. Mm-hmm. And so that's honestly how all of the workshops started. I started talking to them, and then somebody was like, well, hey, the ladies want something too. So I started doing something for the ladies. And then schools started hiring me to come speak to them. And I was just like, well, I could just do these free workshops right here, and you guys could just send whoever is interested in my way. Mm-hmm. And so it evolved into that. It's really cool. We go over how to read a credit report, what is credit, what does credit affect. Um, I give them tips for building their credit. I even have like links and stuff they could look at. And I recently started giving business credit advice, how to build your business mm-hmm. credit separate from your personal credit. So that mm-hmm. the business personally, you won't have to be responsible for paying stuff back if your business is formulated properly. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That sounds amazing. I hope you guys are taking notes. Definitely um, reach out to Marquia if you need those services. So I want to talk about TikTok. Why why TikTok? Where did that idea come from? Did you just post on every social media and then TikTok just went off? Like, where did that come from? So um, I was in love with TikTok at the pandemic. And, 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 you know, I was in Germany. So it was, really, it was even more isolating. Mm-hmm. America, it was mad lax during the pandemic. Like, the height of the yeah. pandemic, y'all was still having house parties in Atlanta. Like, uh, in yeah. Germany, <laughs> we couldn't leave our town at night. Like, the police would literally sit at the, the exits. We weren't going anywhere. Like, mm-hmm. it was that locked down. So, TikTok became, like, my refuge. It was the only thing tying me to back home. Um, And I had a different TikTok account at the time. And I would do all the trending dances and all that stuff. And, and so, when I... Business. I was so happy. I po- I was like, you know what? I'm gonna make a TikTok for my thing, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna dance and and talk to people. I had no like. I started January first. I had no clue that it was gonna be this big. Yeah, that's crazy, so, man. <laughs> my goal for the like, you know how you set your goals in the beginning of the year. My goal was to have a thousand followers by December. Wow. Blew that out the water. That was it. Blew that out the water, man. Like it was crazy. So yeah. you know, but it easily became my favorite. It easily became my favorite. I see. And so then my old Instagram that? got taken down. So then I had to start a new Instagram. So then I really wasn't feeling Instagram and focused solely on TikTok. Got you. Got you. So when you started, what were you? actually posting in the beginning were you posting stuff like okay payment history is 35 percent were you going straight to fcra laws like what was the approach um it was a little bit (laughs) it was funny stuff so like please don't but if you scroll all the way (laughs) my tiktok feed like it was a it, it's a video that I did and somebody went like it this morning and I was mortified, but it was a video <laughs> that I did and like it was the um it was like a background of like a stairway to heaven and it was like God fix my credit in 30 days or you going to hell and it was me and I was dancing on my way to hell. It was <laughs> like it was little stuff like that, like little funny, like little stuff like that. And I wasn't getting no likes. Like <laughs> I wasn't getting no engagement, nothing. And then I started posting tips on there. So like as I was dancing and stuff and, and doing the trend and stuff, I would just have words pop up. And then mm-hmm. people were asking questions and then people were sharing it. And I was shut. I was like, wait, y'all care about this? And so then I started, you know, once I got comfortable, I started talking. Mm-hmm. And I think it really hit me kind of like the magnitude of, or, of the reach that I have 
when I had my first videos, the first video I ever had that hit a million views was me talking. I didn't even have mm. like music playing in the background. Wow. And that's when I was like, okay, we wanted something. Mm-hmm. Can you walk us through what that million viewed video was? Yeah, so it's it still gets likes to this day, and it's so weird, but um, it's a video explaining how when you send your letters to the credit bureaus, there's not a person reading your letters. They scan your letters into the eOscar system. It attaches a code to your case, and that deter that code that gets attached to it determines what happens with your case and your dispute, mm -hmm. and that's it. And it hit a million views, and then people was like, "Oh, break it down. We want to hear more." <laughs> so <laughs> that's when I started doing a different series. I broke down the different Oscar codes. Then mm -hmm. we started getting into laws more heavy. All from there. That's amazing, man. And I, I love that you said that, too, because I always tell my clients, don't just be getting these um, templates and then doing it verbatim, like mm -hmm. add your own little sauce to it. You know what I'm saying? So um, that's definitely that's definitely amazing that you had um, posted that. So I wanted to know what was my question. I just had a question in my head. I think it was about TikTok. Yeah. So when you're when you're making your TikToks, what is the mindset or approach to it are you just like i'm about to teach them i'm about to entertain them you know what i'm saying like what's the approach it, it really it's situational um if i feel like i've been a little bit too preachy in my posts then i'll try to do um if i feel like, like the plan around too much all right it's time to get serious um mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, it just really depends on um what's going on and i also look at the videos that I posted within the last like week or so. If I got a lot of comments, a lot of my videos will be just directly responding to those comments. Um, the majority of my content is... Okay, so you're basically going off of the engagement that you have to create more content. Okay, okay, yeah. that's smart. Okay, I like that. What would you say is maybe a common misconception that people have about credit? Needed. That you can just get by by paying for everything with cash. Well, I think that's like the number one thing I need. I hear, or like, and then credit repair. I think the biggest thing, and I hate when people say that, somebody to do something that you can do yourself. Mm. And I get mm -hmm. so frustrated when I hear that because you can cut your hair yourself, you can cook for yourself, you can drive yourself. True. Yeah, Uber yeah. is a billion dollar business, and barbers are making hundreds of dollars for a cut nowadays. And you go to restaurants and spend buku money just to eat somebody else's food. So, yeah. no, there isn't a necessity, but I mean, there's some people who just really genuinely can't or won't do it. So, why kind of knock us? Because we decided to get the, the education that we needed to get it done. Mm hmm. Definitely. That's definitely huge. All right. Yeah. So I, I saw something interesting too, like a conversation. Mm -hmm. I think it was, it might've been on your TikTok. And basically I wanted to bring it to the podcast just cause you know, majority of us here are black people. We got some people from overseas. So shout out to all y'all. But basically you were talking about, I think you were talking about Dave Ramsey or something. And Ooh, child. How I, know gonna bring this up. <laughs> I knew you was going to bring that shit up. <laughs> Hey man, you know I'm here. You know I'm here for the conversation. So basically, yes, yes. Um, for, the, for the people that didn't see, if you could uh, walk us through what you were saying, what you meant. When I saw it, to me personally, I understood what you meant. So thank you. I feel like a lot of people went you over their what? heads. It's not that it went over their heads. They were offended. 
about poverty. Um, and something that I said okay. in the comments, well, the hip hop holler. Those of you who haven't watched the video, in the video it says, um, um, name a hill that you're willing to die on a thousand percent. And I said, Dave Ramsey's advice is not for black people because it is not. Um, and for those of, there's a lot of people who only heard that first sentence and didn't want to hear anything else. They just mm -hmm. instantly started typing um, and put whole dissertations in my comments. I've had people tell me like, you are what's wrong with the community. All black people are not, because like in the video, um, I was talking about how Dave Ramsey does not acknowledge the black experience. And one of the experiences I brought up was poverty. Once you mm -hmm. start talking about being broke or being, the, the, the inner child in black people will scream out, I'm not broke, you broke. You feel what I'm saying? And so I got mm -hmm. a lot of that in the comments. Um, and I also got a lot of, what about white people? We're poor too. I, don't, I mean, I, I hate to say it like this, but I don't care. Like, <laughs> I, I couldn't understand why they wanted to be a part of the conversation. So, like, they really tried to all lives matter. The fact that the majority of people at or below the poverty line are black. And that yeah. poverty was a socioeconomic construct that was designed to oppress black people. Exactly. Let's not be let's not be confused. Poverty was man-made. They created it by refusing. And it's funny because talking about this, it's brought up other conversations with other creators because there's a lot that play into poverty. How about the fact that until 1974, it was completely legal for people to discriminate against black people in regards to credit transactions. They could hmm. deny you credit just because you were black. They could deny you housing. You were black. So then that forced you to live in the ghetto. And then you're living in a ghetto and there's no resources or it's a food or you, you know I'm saying there's so many things mm -hmm. that tie into it that the black community uniquely has put up with over the years and mm -hmm. it has traumatized our children and us you know I'm saying so and mm -hmm. I feel like Dave Ramsey doesn't acknowledge that but they didn't want to have that conversation in the comments they were just like um all black people not poor or white people are poor too or you're like oh my god I think the funniest comments was how you a board certified credit specialist what board did you go to that's one of those Wait, what? They don't have nothing to say about the argument. Like they had nothing to say towards my argument, so they started attacking my job. Like, yeah, that's crazy. It was crazy. crazy. But, I mean, it is what it is. And, I, and like, I keep saying in the comments, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep saying this, I stand a thousand percent by what I said. I even posted a video talking about some Black content creators who rival Dave Ramsey that I really feel like we could benefit from their advice. Like, you know, mm -hmm. Tiffany Aliche, a.k.a. The Budgetista. Oh, no. You, hell... You feel what I'm saying? Like, there's so mm -hmm. many other black people out there, but Dave Ramsey did what we call <laughs> it's, it's manipulation at its finest. He went to the black churches. Now, we all know black people love Jesus. And so, yeah. if your pastor tell you to read this book and follow this plan, you're going to read this book and follow this plan. And so, mm -hmm. he shopped his program around to black churches and schools and, co and, you know, colleges where a lot of black people be at and stuff like that. And that was his master plan. And that's cool, but your information doesn't benefit us. So that was a waste of money. That 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 investment that these churches and these communities did, thinking that they were helping, actually hurt us. Excuse mm -hmm. me, because a lot of the things that he taught don't apply to us. Like you know, moving into the apartment over your parents' garage for three hundred dollars a month. What the hell? I didn't even <laughs> see a garage until I was like twenty three. Yeah, and then I think it's just yeah. like, how can you budget what you don't have to? Exactly. You know what I'm saying. You can't budget your way out of poverty. It's impossible. Yeah. Oh, like, oh, everybody's in the comments like, oh, just get another job. I how? How? <laughs> how? I, I can barely survive the one that I have now. How do you, how exactly am I supposed to make that happen? Exactly.
Yeah, I just wanted to bring that up because I thought it was a very interesting um, conversation. And I just felt like it went over people's heads. But now that you're saying it, it does make sense. People didn't people. Some people just didn't want to hear it. Yeah, they just don't want to have that dialogue. And I'm okay with that. You know what I'm saying? You know, I understand that emotional response, that knee jerk reaction to that trauma. Again, that's, you know, that's that trauma response. Like, I'm mm. not broke. You broke. I worked my way out of poverty. Or, you know, that whole pull up, pulling yourself up by your bootstraps mentality. You know what I'm saying? Some, so many people are, well, it worked for me. Okay. You want a cookie? Because there's so many people who just like, it's not working. Yeah. It's crazy, man. This credit stuff goes deep. it does it does it does yeah definitely all right so i like to say i like to say that credit is useless when used less so we want to so we're going to talk about leverage so why do you feel that people don't actually use their credit maybe aside from the educational piece they're just afraid people are afraid of what they don't understand Mm. there's people who don't even understand the different by dates you know so a lot of them don't understand how credit cards work. They just know that they swipe the card and then they get a bill every month. And so that scares them, that idea of I owe somebody money. And so they won't use it or use it as little as possible. And that's actually hindering them. Um, I tell my clients all the time, you don't even need to be using your debit card. You need to be using your credit card for all your purchases. And then when you get home that day or when you get in the car and going wherever you're going, just schedule a payment. You was going to pay that money anyway. That's true. That's definitely true. Have you heard of um the extra card? It's a debit card to build credit. You are like the fourth person in the last couple of days. I just started doing research. Um, like I literally got the webpage up now, actually. Oh wow. <laughs> and like I had never heard of it before. So is it similar to the chime card? Yeah, that, I've I've seen some reviews of people saying it is similar to Chime, but it does have its um differences. So I would encourage anybody if you if you're in that kind of mindset where you're just like, oh, I don't like credit cards. I, I'm so used to using my yes. debit card. The extra card might be the card for you. But do your own research and, you know, just kind of figure it out. But I, I just thought about that right now when you were mentioning debit card purchases. But, but yeah. that's honestly a good place to start. Like, you know, I, like I said, I didn't know about the extra card. So I was like, oh, yeah, you know, if you do not understand how credit cards work, but you're looking to start building your credit now, I always tell people to get the Chime card. And people be mm-hmm. laughing like Chime is not a whole bank out here. Like <laughs> they really yeah. be thinking like less of people when they have Chime. It's a really good idea because it operates very similar to a charge card. Um, mm-hmm. So whatever money you have put on the card from your direct deposit, that'll be your credit limit. Um, and mm-hmm. it doesn't report utilization to the bureaus, but it does report that on-time monthly payment. And that's what a lot of people need. That's 35% of your score right there. Yeah. So you, know, you start with that and then educate yourself while you're making your payments every month and stuff. Then you'll start being comfortable like, okay, I'm ready to get a credit card now. And you might actually get a good one because you've been building credit along the way. Mm-hmm. 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 So leverage, what would you say is your favorite thing? about using credit maybe maybe once you fix your credit and then you saw and understood the power of credit being able to go in a place and maybe like right this way ma'am like you feel what i'm saying like like i belong here i, I to this yeah i swear to god my amex is probably the the best thing that's ever happened to me you got the platinum bro like i huh you got the platinum Yes, and it's like the oh, best. And, and I, <laughs> listen when i got it so i started with the little amex clear card 
Okay. Um, and it was st- even then for those of you who have that, like even then that was like opening up a whole new world for me because it was like, you know, they advanced tickets to like stage plays and concerts mm. and they get access to so much stuff just from having this credit card not to mention all the points you get and then i can take my points and i can buy stuff with that like the whole that whole concept was so mind-blowing to me but it was something i didn't get mm-hmm. to experience until i had the credit like yo this good credit shit is lit. like mm-hmm. a list like that's what i'm saying they have special days when you can go shopping and get Discounts. Um, matter of fact, when um when my husband, we ended up getting a new one and being able to just walk in there and be like, I want that. You feel mm. what I'm saying? Like I didn't have to settle yeah. for something else because it was out of my budget. None of that. I was just like, all right, well, I want that car. Make that happen. And boom, mm-hmm. I walked off a lot with my van. So it was just like, mm. you know, man, it's so many perks to, and it all came from using my credit cards, paying my balances down. You know, um. It's all about building the right relationship with your bank. It's a game, right? When, mm-hmm. when somebody is giving you a credit card, you need to use it. And the more you use it, the more they'll be willing to overlook other blemishes on your credit card because they have a good, uh, on your credit report because they have a good relationship with you. So it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you don't got the best credit profile, but shoot, you pay my bill on time. So you good in my book, what you need? And then they'll mm-hmm. give you the credit limit increases or graduate your cards and things like that. So I tell my clients all the time, man, please make sure y'all using your cards as much as possible because it can get you so far. Mm -hmm. So on the point of the cards, what do you recommend as far as utilization rate? Because I've seen some people say pay it down to zero. I've seen some people say pay it one to three percent. Some people say stick to the average of 30 percent. Like what's your approach? I always tell people if your score is less than 750, your credit card utilization should not be at 30%. It needs to be less than 10%. Um, mm. The sweet spot is between 3 and 5%. I never suggest you guys pay it all the way down. And the reason, again, kind of ties into maintaining a mutually beneficial relationship between you and your lender. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, if you're paying your card all the way down, they can't charge you interest. And I know that sounds like, ooh, they're not charging me money. But low-key, that's not helping you at all. You want to be a valuable client with them. Mm-hmm. You want them to value your service to make them feel like they need you low key because you they making money off of you. You can mm-hmm. control how much interest they charge you by paying down your balance, but always leave a balance because that makes, you know, you paying them. That's going to make them want to do more because think about it like this. If you got a credit card, right, and you paying your balance down to 2% every month. Mm-hmm. They could have a meeting be like, yo, you know what would be lit? If we increase his credit limit and he still paid down to 2%, low-key we'll be getting a little bit more money out of him because his credit limit is higher. So that 2% of his new credit limit is going to be higher than what we were originally getting out of this person. Mm. So they'll think of it like that and they'll give you that credit limit increase or graduate your card to something else with a higher limit. You see what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. so I never suggest paying it all the way off, um, but I do say pay it down as low as possible. I see, I see. And should, do you think people should always try to get um, a credit limit increase? Like, how, how should people approach that? I tell people if your current credit score is significantly higher than what it was when you got the account, go ahead and apply for a credit limit increase because they look for stuff like that. Now, if your credit score is lower than what you believe you were when you first got this card, then don't do it because you can actually get your credit limit lowered. Mm. Okay. Okay. So speaking of cards, let's say I got let's say I got like a three hundred and forty five 
credit score. Well, let's say I love. Let's say I got a four hundred <laughs> credit score, right? Mm-hmm. What cards would you recommend for me? So this question, I look you hate getting this question because there's so many cards out, right? But I always tell people it depends on what your goals are. So like okay. I always tell people before you start applying for stuff, sit down and write down what your goals are. If you're somebody who travels a lot, then you know cards that off that offer you like miles, that's gonna be something that you you know want to work towards. So what kind of cards can get you there? You know, mm-hmm. like you know. What companies offer cards that will do that for me? Okay, now how can I get those cards? What are their requirements? All right, cool. I don't need it yet. Let me get some a subprime lender just to get you a couple on-time payments, um, and then I can get there. So then I'll be honest with you. Those subprime cards usually got an annual fee or really high interest rate, but you got to play, and you got to play the game. You can't just opt out. You got to build credit. So starting off with something like an Open Sky or First Premier or Credit One, and they suck, but they get the job done. <laughs> like, that's not something that I tell people to have forever, or at least not as your main card. But those are cards that you just got to start with sometimes. The, the Indigo cards um, and things like that. The very first suggestion I have for people is Self Lender. Um, they're run by Austin Capital Bank. I love them. The, they have something called the Credit Builder Loan. The average Mm -hmm. good credit profile has at least three credit cards, one short-term loan, and one long-term loan uh, on Mm -hmm. a credit profile at all times. And so self-lender offers the credit builder loan, which take care of the short-term option because a short-term loan is an installment loan with a term length of 24 months or less. And then a Mm long-term loan is longer than that. So that's long-term loans are typically like your mortgage, your student loans, your cars. But short-term loans tend to be like personal loans or furniture financing, like a firm or something like that. Um, So... Like self lender takes care of the short term loan option. And if you pay, make three on time payments and pay at least $100 into the program, they also offer you a secured credit card. And then, mm-hmm. and then the other really cool thing about self is that you pick what you pay every month and you pick how long you're going to pay. And then at the end, you get all of that money back. So it reports as if you're paying back a loan, but you're actually paying into a savings account. Um, and at the end of the agreement, you get all your money back. Yeah. So those of y'all listening, you're basically paying yourself. You said what? Yep. I was about to say that. You paying yourself. Oh, yeah. Facts, facts, facts. So, yeah, definitely get on that self if y'all need to build your credit, you know, get you some primaries and all of that. And, you know, you'll be on your you'll be on your way. So I wanted to transition because we're going to be closing the episode out Um, just to start. I mean, where do you see yourself in five years? We see you doing your thing on TikTok, you know, we see you educating the community, you have all these classes. Where do you see yourself in five years? Talking on national stages, like maybe not like a big TED Talks, but definitely a smaller one, maybe like a college commencement or something like that. Um, Really pushing the education track, probably have a book out by then. The podcast gonna be going strong. Um, Let's get it. And still TikToking. I don't. I don't think I'm gonna stop TikToking. I love doing it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Amazing. Amazing. All right. So we're gonna have a little quick credit round, financial round. I'm gonna just ask you some questions, and then we're gonna close it out. So the first question: What do you do for fun when you're not educating the community about credit? Listen to music. I love music. What kind of music? Um, so, um, I play music, so I, I did, I play brass, um, 
and like drums and stuff like that. So I'm really into jazz. <laughs> Wynton Marsalis is my favorite. Um, but it's Christmas time, so classical music is also like my heart right now. Like I okay. love Christmas classical music specifically. Um, obviously, I'm listening to Summer Walker's Walker album. Um, oh man, okay. <laughs> I'm obsessed with Megan Thee Stallion's freestyle album. Um, and, yeah. you know, like re- like normal music, I can't call it, but like jazz and classical right now is all you hearing in my house. <laughs> I know my okay. kids hate it. <laughs> all right, all right. What's your favorite? credit resource and why it could be a podcast book etc you can you can give a couple if you can decide my credit my credit number one hands down because like there's nothing i have haven't come across that i can't get answered from that um second resource ftc.gov for sure like Mm. um when i do pop-up shops i get the majority of my things that i pass out from straight from the ftc like it's straight from the horse's mouth so they can't say i lied about nothing like i got Mm -hmm. it straight from the government so those are my two top resources for sure. Okay, perfect, perfect. So I guess we talked about the fact that credit is one of them journeys where, you know, your mindset got to be right. So what habit can you attribute to your success with credit? Consist. Okay, so, all right. So let me let me put y'all on right quick. Because let me tell you, I be telling everybody about this. Right, so <laughs> I have the, this app called Notion. Um, and I make boards and do all these things, but um, I list out all the stuff that I have to do. And then under each one, each, so each item, like each big goal has its own board. And then under that board, I have smaller goals and then smaller goals and then smaller goals. Cause I'm one of those, um, I'm, <laughs> I hate saying it like this, but I'm very similar to a dog, right? You give a dog a treat and it's going to keep doing that same behavior. Like it's going to mm-hmm. be so excited to move on to the next thing. And so I'm, that's me. Like, I have to do the small wins and my small wins enough to and the next one and the next mm-hmm. one. And then eventually I've attacked the big goal of maybe getting an account deleted or paying off a debt. You know what I'm saying? So that was how I tackled it. Um, and it also allowed me to be organized. So I was able to annotate every step that I took. I was able to see what worked and what didn't work with specific companies. Um, it just allowed me to be extremely detailed oriented. So then, and I still use that, that board. I still use that board from my own clients, you know, mm. to do my dispute flow. So I'm telling you, like that notion, it didn't do nothing but give me a blank canvas, but hands down, that has helped me in, in more facets, you know, more than just credit. You know, it's just helped me organize my life so much. So I tell, I put everybody on to that. Okay. Notion, N-O-T-I-O-N? Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that on the uh, App Store for iPhone? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. It's on the App Store for iPhone. I have a MacBook, so they have an app for it um, that you can get to put on your iPad. Like, I have it on my iPad. Like, I have it everywhere. Okay, cool. What about for the Android users? Are they not getting no love over there? I'm gonna be honest. I don't know. No, no. Uh, lo- 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 <laughs> I think it is available because it is on Windows. So I would assume it's also in the um, Google Play Store. Okay. Okay. Cool. 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 All right. So last question. Well, kind of, almost. I, I still got one more after. But if you could change one thing about the Black community related to credit, what what would it be and why? Oh, that's a really good question. That's a really good one. I hesitate to change. About black people is we've been burned so much that we're very hesitant to something new. 
um, these we don't want to fuck it up for our kids. And then, you know, we all about breaking generational curses. And so we would hate to be the ones to start, right? So mm-hmm. I, I hate that we're not willing to change. Mm. It, it really, really could just listen to each other. Like, man, when, you know, growing up, the whole village, you know, it just doesn't exist anymore. And I really that again you know the people communicating with each other and looking out for each other and passing on the stories and the information and yeah when I was younger we did this and that's why I don't do that no more those stories are what fueled our would start passing down these financial stories and these financial lessons and actually implementing change man our communities could go so far Mm -hmm. I love that that's a good answer um is there a question that people don't ask you that you would want to talk about like is, like do you ever be like dang you know i wish people asked me this question is this your time to let us know <laughs> <laughs> um yo like low-key i don't know it's, i will never i've been on live sometimes i've been on live answering questions for four hours straight so i really feel like it's not a question that hasn't been asked let me think mm. Mm. I mean, it's no, it's no right or wrong answer. If it's, if it's no, it's no. I know, but I've never even thought about it. So this is so cool. I would think the one question that I wish more people would ask is what is required from me to, to build my credit? So a lot of times when people ask me to fix their credit for them, right? When they hire me as their credit repair specialist, they think they can just kind of like dump everything on my lap and walk away. But it doesn't work like that. Mm. Um, when you are doing, when you are repairing your own credit or if somebody's doing it for you, it's not send out a bunch of letters and then that's the end of it. Right. Mm -hmm. It's a a journey. Like, and you and I are supposed to go on this together. Like there are things that you have to do. Like you have to open up accounts. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's just like, you cannot build credit without opening up accounts. It's impossible. Mm -hmm. Um, you have to make sure you're paying your balances down. Right. And you also Mm -hmm. have to give yourself grace. I tell people all the time that, you know, you didn't mess your credit up overnight, so it's not going to be fixed overnight. Mm. Um, so they don't want to give themselves time. They think that they are, I opened up three credit cards and my score is still the same. And it's only been like 60 days. Like, that's not how it works. You have to give yourself time. Mm -hmm. Um, so I really feel like more people need to ask, what can I do to make sure that I'm on the, I'm on the right path. A lot of people just be dumping their problems in your lap boy and keep it moving (laughs) and think that's just it. Yeah. Y'all hear that? Don't hit up Marquee with nonsense. No, (laughs) (laughs) No, listen, no, for real. Because let me tell you, like, I joke around and I play, but when it comes to my clients, yo, I'm on your neck. So if Mm. you got a problem with accountability or if you just can't accept ownership of your shit, I am not the credit repair specialist for you. I'm not. And and I've had to turn people away. That's why I always tell people I would love for you to do an audit first because Mm. there are times when people don't match what I need from a client. And then I just recommend them out to other people. Like I, I, there's been times when I've had to turn away money. All money ain't good money anyway, but yeah. you know, I deal with a certain caliber of client. I'm dealing with people who want to make the change, not people mm-hmm. who just looking for a quick fix and they go back and still do the same stuff they were doing already. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And that's facts. Um, man, you've given us a lot in this episode, you know, from the mindset, from breaking down some of the laws from some people, which I'm assuming are going to start going to therapy. You know what I'm saying? So you really gave a lot. So I definitely appreciate that. I got a final question. Can you give us a final credit crystal, crystal gem, credit crystal, anything 
Press and go home with. Crystal, I love this. I love this. I'm trying to get like you, you know what I'm saying? The hot girl credit, all that. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, the biggest credit, Crystal, I can give you is that it's not too late. A lot of people think they're older or, man, I'm too old for this shit. It's no point now. It's no such thing as too late or too old. You're just not asking the right questions. You're not surrounding yourself with the right people. You're in a huge part in your success overall, not even just with credit, just overall. And so if you're not in the right environment, you won't thrive properly. It's just like a plant. If you put a plant and it's too hot, it's not going to thrive. You put a plant and it's too cold, it's not going to thrive. Mm -hmm. You have to make sure you're in the right environment in order for you to be successful. So you're not following Michael and you ain't following me in the cat tactics. Come on, man. The cat tactics page. Let's go. If if you don't got us on your timeline then you just failing. No, man. You're not in the right environment. Yeah. 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 Amazing. Amazing. Couldn't have ended it any better. Thank you so much, Marquia, for your time. Make sure y'all tap in with uh, Marquia, the money plug. How can we get in contact with you? I am on Instagram as the money plug, T H E E money plug. I'm on TikTok as the money plug dot C O T H E M O N E Y P L U G dot C O. Facebook, uh, my business page is the money plug, comma LLC. And if you type the same thing in the Google, you'll see me pop up as verified Google My Business. There you have it. With that being said, y'all have a blessed one. Thanks so much for listening to the CAP podcast. I hope you got beneficial information. I sincerely appreciate you. But remember, your credit score is where it's at because you ain't get with CAP. So get with CAP and we're going to make it like that. You feel me? All right. Have a blessed one.